Welcome to Have a Listen, the podcast. Now here are your hosts, Lewis and Gibby. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Lewis. Hey, it's your boy, Gibby, guys. What's going on? Yes, we are back. I believe, what, episode 12? 12 or 11 or something, I don't know. I think it's episode 12, season, season 2. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, we're here. We're here. We're 2-0 uh, habit prediction. Yeah. Where we're right. Yeah, we did. We did pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, I think now we're starting to get into some tougher competition. Uh, we can't put too much into that last competition there, you know what I mean? It was kind of below 500 teams, teams that are struggling right now. But winning is winning. It's two points, whether it's the last place team or the first place team. Exactly. All right. So let's jump straight into it. And this guy has been fantastic. He's been so good. Paul Byron. Hey, guys, I'm Paul Byron. 1.1 mil for one more season after this one. Uh, You know, what is Paul Byron worth and what will he seek in free agency? Okay, I'm just going to go and say this. Uh, Paul Byron could go down. As one of the greatest Habs pickups on waiver wire. Oh, for sure. Um, his value. Okay. 1.1 in last season, he was a 20-plus goal scorer and has nine goals through 28 games. So, again, he's on pace for another 20 to 25 goal season, which we predicted at the beginning of the season, should he sustain this production. Um, his value, to be honest, isn't that high in my opinion right now um i think he's more so a product of his environment i think he fits really well in the speedy habs play um i'd say his worth for his upcoming contract is roughly between 2.5 3 mil a year uh-huh um and then in the off season once he becomes a free agent i think likely he'll fetch because of the inflation in uh, free agency, 3.5, 4 mil. That's mm-hmm. what I'm seeing him so at. So that's what you're seeing him making after yeah. Yeah. after uh, his exp- contract expires, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm going to start by giving my praises to Mark Bergevin, okay? Mark Bergevin, Because yeah. he didn't let this guy slip through the cracks, right? And he gave mm-hmm. him a contract. And I'll be the first to, to admit it. I didn't agree with the signing at first. I didn't see what this guy would bring to to the team. You know, I thought he was small. I knew he was fast, but I just thought he wasn't skilled enough to utilize his speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was wrong. Uh, this is the kind of player that every team would want. I really, truly believe that. He can do everything. And I really think uh, he's taken advantage of this top six opportunity that he's been given. Uh, and, okay, listen, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here. Uh, he exposed a shitty Detroit defense. Yeah. Right? They, were, they, they just looked terrible. You know, he's not Connor McDavid. No. Let's let's get that, get that out of the way. But I think he's been good enough in the last two seasons to increase his value quite a bit. So I, I kind of agree with you. I think he can earn a minimum of $3.5 million a year. I'm going to say minimum. Wow. But if he can score 20 this year and 20 on his contract year, okay, yeah. I think he can get upwards of four because he's still young. If this guy can score 20 goals three years in a row, that's not fake. No. Right? And on a team that really 
struggles to struggles score. to score goals, but he finds a way. And it's not like he's always been given top six opportunity. Yeah, he was on the third line, fourth right? Line exactly, for a while. right. So this guy can get you in many ways. So uh, definitely, he, he's earned uh, a raise. So I'm I'm saying three point five to four million. Okay. Yeah, that's so what we're I'm in agreement to that. But you, okay, so you, okay, in Calgary, he wasn't the greatest, right? He was okay. Yeah, you know, I've seen a couple um, games of him in Calgary. He looked good, but yeah, he wasn't like the greatest, of course. So here's my thing. I think that because I was saying he's like a product of his environment, I think he excels in a team like Montreal. I don't think, like, obviously people are going to be interested in him. But I think it would be like a buyer's beware type thing in free agency because yeah, the no, fact that I, I don't know if he can sustain. But that's this, what I mean because he's not proven yet. So no, you're saying, no, but what I'm saying is, if he can do, if he can score 20 goals three years in a row, that's proven. Okay, right now, let's say if he scores 20 this year, but then he he his contract year lays a dud, gets 10 goals, then now you're looking at a whole different situation. We're all we're gonna yeah. have to look at it different, right? So that's the whole issue there, but. If he can score twenty goals two more times, I think uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have to take a serious look, and and I think a, a team will be willing to pay this guy, especially with all the things he can do. This guy can play on any line. I think he can yeah. play from four to one. Yeah, any line. Okay, another guy who I was ready to give <laughs> up on. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. man. I was ready to give up on this guy. I even tweeted out. I think uh, this was before his first start when he filled in for Drew. And so you guys already know who we're talking about, Jacob De La Rose. I tweeted out the only thing I like about JDLR <laughs> is the abbreviation JDLR. That's yeah. the only thing I. Do. But hey, I take that back because he uh, he rose to the occasion. Now, can we continue to ride this out? Uh, JDLR at center, top six center, and maybe put Drew in on the wing? What do you think? Um, first of all, he had one goal, two assists in the 10-1 win against uh, Detroit. Impressive. Yeah, it was. But then again, no one really looked bad in that game because, I mean, it was a schlacking. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't bring out the red carpet for him just yet, but I do like what I see in uh, that top six role. He's not the most offensively gifted player, to be on a top line, mm-hmm. but he had lots of success with Chucky and Byron. And um, like I said before, again, it was against the Detroit team. Um, but right now, if I, I think if it ain't broke, don't try and fix it. So I think my suggestion would be um, once Drew N returns, I think you put Plecky on the fourth line at center, and then you put JDLR on the third line once Drew N returns, like I said. So essentially, once Drew N returns, you're rolling Drew N, Deno, JDLR as your top three mm-hmm. centers. Um, I don't know, pretty uh, it's pretty solid if you ask me. Creates a little bit more offense on that third line, and yeah. So maybe I don't know if Drew N's. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard. No, anything. he's not playing. Tonight. He's not playing tonight. No. So. Have you heard? I didn't even see any lines. I is, think it's gonna. It's so pretty it, much same lines. I, I, I think, think yeah, you just roll yeah. roll with him until Druen comes back. But once Druen comes back, I think you put him on the third line. That's what. Yeah. I mean. So I, I put out the poll today just before I should have put it out <laughs> a little earlier, but yeah. I did today. Has Jacob De La Rose earned himself more ice time? And the options were yes, keep him with Chucky. Uh, two, yes, replace Plakanich. Three, no, he's a fourth line plug. Or four, no. Send them to Laval. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, nobody wants to send him to Laval, so that's a, that's definitely a plus. It was Positive. pretty close. It was close between keeping him with Chucky. So 35% said keep him with Chucky. Yeah. 39% said replace Plakanich. And uh, 26% said he's a fourth-line plug. <laughs> well, those... F- the third option is well, not. It's not like we got dumb. a lot of. It's not like we got a plethora of votes yeah, here. Yeah. You know, I should have put it a little earlier, but yeah, um, yeah. So I guess a lot of people think like us and and think that he has earned a spot. So the way I look at it is, I watched the line play. Okay, and yeah. I really like the chemistry they've shown so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one thing, the reason why I ask this question is because I still see Drew N as a winger. Yeah. So that's why I think about this. I know it's a little far-fetched, but I think a guy like JDLR might be able to prove himself better in a like top six, top nine role. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's meant for the fourth line. I, I no. really think he's one of those players who's just not meant for the fourth line. One thing about him is um, he always gets knocked for his uh, lack of offensive ability. <clears throat> he was playing a shutdown role. Yeah. Okay, you can't blame him for that. So when he was given the opportunity the last couple games... He, he seems to have uh, run with it and produced, right? The one thing about this kid is you can't – he's a centerman, no doubt. He's a centerman. Yeah, 100%. Natural centerman. He can play two ways. He's got size. He's got some skill. I don't know what it is, but I just want to see Drew in on the wing, and I think this might be an opportunity to kind of uh, give it a shot, right? Um. I'm not saying Drew in is a bad center. He's done a fine job. I've been pleased with the way he's played, right? But – I don't know. I, I was just. I just wanted to explore a couple things. But a, my true answer to the whole thing is, I agree with you 100. percent I think baby steps first. I think put Druen back on that line, and I think that uh, JDLR maybe should take Plakanich's spot. Right? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Plakanich can't really score anymore, but he still has some value. And I know he's been around forever, and he's had a lot of good seasons. But it's not what have you done for me. It's what have you done for me lately? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the problem with Plakanich. I just feel like he just, it's not that he's playing bad. It's just, I feel like he's, there could be more. I feel like uh, the way JDLR is, I think he can be more of a playmaker than Plakanich. And he yeah. has the same type of arsenal where he can play two way hockey, right? Yeah. Well, Plakanich is like, he's a phenomenal shutdown D man. He is. Jesus Christ, D man. <laughs> shutdown center. Um, like I really uh, like his offense is just it's dude, gone. I've seen him take some shots, and I was just like, dude, seriously, Plakanich, what are you shooting? Like, uh, like, are you even trying? Yeah, I don't <laughs> like, know. Like, I haven't seen anything on his shot. Like, I don't know what's going on with him. And I feel like even though JDLR might take like uh, an hour to shoot, <laughs> at least <laughs> yeah. he probably has a little more accuracy right yeah. now. Yeah, because Plakanich has just been, I don't know, he's he's just lost all of his offensive ability. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. It's 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 gone. In NHL um, 18, his um, like offensive ability rating would be zero. Yeah, like it's it, they, he lost it. Yeah, it's gone. You know, it's all uh, poke check now. They just <laughs> it's on poke check, <laughs> right? That's all it is. Yeah. Okay, moving on. More positives. Lots of positives. Yeah. Everything's positive. Love right it. Now. Um, Love it. The arrival of one. David Schlemko. <laughs> what are your reviews of David? The gods have spoken. I guys. know, right? Like, how long we've we been talking about this yeah, guy? We're like, happened. is he gonna come? Is he gonna help? He What's he gonna is do? He's here. He's finally here. 
our puck moving demon we have been missing is here. <laughs> um, but yeah, all honesty, uh, since Schlemko has played, I have noticed a little bit of a difference in the transition game. Mm-hmm. Um, we have scored a lot more goals. I don't know if that's a coincidence since he's returned, but one player does make a difference on defense because it eases the extra load or other puck moving D men or other D men in general um, have. It just eases them. It he eats more. <laughs> <laughs> he eats he eats more minutes now, so he eats the minutes that guys like Alsner would be playing right. And it's less strain on the rest of the decor. That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like what I see, though. He has decent speed. He's good awareness. He has good awareness defensively and offensively. Um, he gets physical. He's not afraid to get in the corners, but he's he's not over the top uh, physical. But he's gritty in the corners. Yeah, and he's tough, and he's yeah. used to playing that West Coast style of hockey. Too, yeah, exactly. So you know, he you know he can hang. Yeah, he can hang with the boys. Um, and his puck moving skills, like we saw, they're very helpful and evident in the Habs overall game right now. I like it a lot. I like how mm. he's playing. He is our savior. <laughs> no, like, listen. I think the guy has come as advertised. You know, yeah. he's solid. He can skate. He can pass. And one thing I really notice about him is he finds ways to put pucks toward the net. Not necessarily like shooting all the time, but I find him, he, he's, he does like a little pump fake, a doubles take there, and, and he puts pucks towards the net instead yeah. of just throwing it in the corner. I find that he, he does take a little more risks than, you know, if it was Ben or Alsner, they're just swinging it around where he <laughs> finds a way to kind yeah. of get it to the center of the net. I noticed that about him. Um, but... Yeah, it's 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 refreshing to see uh, with him and even Yarabek. I don't know why Yarabek uh, has been scratched, but Mete has been really good too. Yeah. So I, I, listen with with Yarabek and and Schlemko, I really feel a lot better about this blue line now. It's Eases crazy. Our mind a little bit. Yeah, it's just it's crazy the steps that we've taken. I just thought this defense was so bad, but with these two guys, it makes a huge difference, and it ju- it just shows you. Our deficiencies, like you know, yeah, how bad they were missing Markov, right? Exactly. And Markov, and well, Belio's been terrible, he's been even terrible yeah, in Buffalo, whatever. So, so, I guess I would much rather have this guy, David Schlemko. And I feel like, uh, yeah, David Schlemko is like a Belio, except without all the goddamn mistakes, yeah, you know, that's exactly. what I feel like he's like. He's he's got and somebody more tweeted experience. that out. I, I don't want to take the credit for that because I somebody tweeted that out and. Whoever you are, if you listen, thanks. Shout out to you. <laughs> uh, okay. So now <laughs> it seems like there's a legitimate battle now for mm-hmm. the bottom pairings of the defense, right? So I know it's hard to speculate, but what do you think? What are our three pairings? If I was the coach, first of all, with Davidson gone, unfortunately, you do see a little bit more of a clear picture on what's going on with the top, uh, with your Six D men, um, with Schlemko back in the with Schlemko in the lineup in general. Um, so my projected D line would be Schlemko Weber as your first pairing. Um, I don't like this, but Petrie Osner as your second pairing. That right, uh, Osner's, mm. Ugh. Mm. but it is what it is. Um, and then I'd have Ben and Yerbeck, and then Morrow as your seventh D man. 
Not bad. I would send Mete down to juniors, allow him to develop and uh, gain more experience playing top minutes in juniors. Yeah, and or even just the <coughs> world juniors. Something. I think the world juniors would be great for him. Yeah, because like seven to nine tournament. minutes, seven to nine minutes a game or whatever he is playing exactly. I don't know the number, but. It's just a waste of having him playing minimal minutes, and he doesn't develop. He doesn't really develop and get that full experience as as mm-hmm. as a D man. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, do you want me to? No, no, okay, no. I just, sometimes I don't know. You know, I don't want to cut you off there. Uh, <laughs> do I'm gonna say it, like a walkie talkie. You want me to say over every time? Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> over. All right. <laughs> Uh, I, this is it's really tough. It really is. Yeah. Right. I really want to call Carl Olsner out of the equation. <laughs> uh, he's been better lately. Is less, but still, there's no, a couple. Okay. There's still, okay. there's, there's he, still he, some plays. Not where, that he's been better. He's just hasn't been shit. Yeah, yeah. There's just still some plays where I'm just like, seriously, Carl, what are you doing? Yeah, like, uh, um, yes. I, I, I think Yerbeck sticks around. I hope and think Mete goes to the World Juniors. I think that's a great opportunity for him. Um, so if you look at the pairings, Ben Weber has been a pairing. I still am not sold on that pairing. Yeah, I don't like Ben. I'd like to see maybe a Schlemko step up there. Um, Alsner, Petrie, it's fine for now. And then I guess it will be Yerebek, Schlemko, Mete, Schlemko, right? And I think Joe Morrow is going to be the depth guy, the odd man out. Yeah, so we agree um, on that. But yeah, like I said, I'm not crazy about the Ben. Weber pairing, I feel like uh, it's up to the coach now to find the right formula, right? Yeah. I feel like now you have the pieces. You know this is this is your D. So just piece right? it And I, I don't feel like it's a terrible D. I still feel like it's a mediocre D. It's a middle-of-the-pack D right now. <laughs> yeah. What? Why are you laughing? <laughs> just mediocre D? I don't know. No, keep going. Yeah, it's a mediocre D. <laughs> keep going. It's average. Average yeah. size. Yeah, there you go. Now you got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's what I think. You know, they're not going to blow anybody out of the water. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but this is what it is. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, yeah. Is that it? <laughs> Over it. <laughs> Moving on. Right after this commercial break. No, okay. Uh, so, bringing it on to this. What's going on with Max Pacioretty, man? Is he hurt? Is he slowing down? Why does the inconsistencies... Continue or why? Yeah, why does the inconsistency continue? I don't think he's hurt. I really don't. I just think he's your typical uh, goal scorer, mm-hmm. streaky and scores in bunches and then kind of sizzles out and sparks back up again. Um, not overly concerned about it, to be honest. Uh, I would like to see him contribute a bit more than just his goal scoring, which is what we spoke about a lot. But I still think he does hit that thirty to thirty-five goal mark this year. Um, right now, he only has eight goals, but I think right now it's a good time for him to struggle because the rest of the Habs are scoring. So it's finally, uh, we're coming alive. So I think if we weren't scoring and he wasn't scoring as well, mm-hmm. like if he was struggling like last, like before, how, w- how we were struggling to score and he was struggling at the same time, it's more noticeable. Now that we're kind of on a streak, it's kind of like he kind of just slips under the water. Mm-hmm. But still, people have noticed yeah. him. Right, and and that's what I think. I mean, the production the production is not troubling to me. Uh, I know he's very streaky. We all know that. A lot of goal scorers are. But one thing about I've noticed about him is his shot looks weaker. He's not snapping it like he used yeah. to. You know, um, he looks slow to retrieving pucks. Mm-hmm. 
it really feels like he's not able to keep up with the fast players on our team. It feels like everybody we put him with is just like he's one step behind. Uh, I'm not ready to give up on this guy, you know, Maximilian. I'm not ready to give up on the guy, right? <laughs> he can sk- he can still score big goals at big times. Yeah. Right? I hope he's not nursing an injury. I really do. Because uh, right now he's playing like he is nursing an injury. <laughs> he looks like that. Yeah. Uh and like we just discussed, I mean, usually when the team is winning, you don't notice this, but I, I find that I am noticing it. He's right? He's noticing, but he's noticeably behind the team. It's just when everybody's scoring, he should be scoring too, because he's our biggest scorer, right? And uh, I don't know, but you know, you know what it is, right? You know what time it is. What time is it? Here it goes. I'm issuing <laughs> a wake up call <laughs> to Maximo. Hey, Maximo. <laughs> hey, let's get her going here, buds. Huh? Hey, bud. Let's couple, fire her up, Couple eh? sniffy sniffs there. Long swig of the gator sauce. Huh? <laughs> couple taps on the shinnies. <laughs> Maybe change up the twigs. Huh? What do you say? <laughs> Whatever it takes. Let's get back on track here, Maximo. Maximo. <laughs> let's do this. Please. All right. So I did it. There so it is. So y'all know if Max catches fire. It's because of Lewis. Lewis here. He did it. 50 and 50, <laughs> or 50 and whatever, Danny Healy. Keep, keep, keep going. I'm having what? a rough day what? today. I'm having a rough day. <laughs> okay, so uh, I think now it's time for... Have a prediction. Yes. Yes. Who makes the all-star team from the Habs? Um, so with the new rules in place, I think it's it's at least one player per team, right? I think at least one, yeah. Yeah, okay. So... I think between um, it's obviously going to be between Price Weber, those are your two, and then I think the person that really deserves it, that should get votes, is Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Really think Galley deserves the recognition he deserves. That what <laughs> he deserves the recognition he deserves. <laughs> I think he deserves the recognition. You heard? <laughs> uh, he's been our most <laughs> consistent. I'm having a rough day. He's been our most consistent player, and he plays with the most heart on the team. I, I love the guy. Yeah. It's just uh he's yeah, an he's absolute a you know, so I, I, I'm going to go with Gallagher as the uh the pick. I like that pick, you know. But it just for for one thing I know Gallagher is good, he scores, but I just I don't feel like he's meant for like an all-star game because of the style of play yeah. he plays. Like he plays such a rough rugged <laughs> style. Like he's going to go in there and go in the corner. <laughs> he's going to go in front of the all-star the game fucking snow the goalie and fucking yeah, all-star right? game. Like it just doesn't seem like his style of play. Yeah. Is, is suited for the all-star game because of how, like, you know, it's like freaking showboating. It's not really real hockey, even though he deserves it. I'm not going to say that he doesn't deserve it. He definitely yeah. deserves it. It's just I don't know if his style is suited for that, which I totally don't like. Is it still going to be three-on-three? I'm pretty sure. If it is, then maybe, maybe yeah, that'll be good for him. Uh, there's a few options here. I mean, Carey Price is the goalie. I think you'll see Shea Weber, right, in the hardest shot comp. Yeah. Right? And I even think that they should have Byron in that, like, uh, hey guys, speed skating. Right? Speed skating? <laughs> well, what is that competition Fast the skater? <laughs> yeah, yeah, speed skating, bro. What's the difference? <laughs> the speed He's skater. rocking those, those heavy-duty, uh, you know, in the Olympics, those heavy-duty <laughs> skates. Yeah. I can picture him doing that, for real, man. He's fast, man. I, I'm surprised that. they haven't called him yet. Like, he's fast. Yeah, he is. Right? He's a quick boy. Uh, so I think, uh, yeah, those are my choices. There's a lot of choices there, but I, there's, a, there's a lot of good options. For sure. A lot of good options. Oh, yeah, bud. Okay. 
So you know what time it is now. What time? time for the tweet of the week. <whistles> what you got? All right, guys. Um, this one comes from uh, February 23rd, 2016. Let me continue. Okay. Um, but due to Byron's hat trick this weekend, it has resurfaced. It's got retweeted and everything a lot. Um, so Berkshire tweeted this, and I'm sure with regret. He tweeted, Byron is a great fourth liner, but that's yet another spot a prospect could take that the organization decided to sign a grinder to term. Come on, okay? <laughs> I mean, he's no top six in my eyes, but it's not a fourth liner. Okay? No, I know. Okay, and listen. He's and a I, solid third liner. He is, but to Berkshire's defense, and I spoke about this earlier in the earlier segment, I thought that same thing when Byron was signed. I thought, no, why are we signing this guy? We need better, bigger, stronger forwards. You know, that's what I thought. So I think yeah. that he, it, we were all deceived. And Never he judge it. a book by its cover. At that time, nobody expected Byron to be that good, and everybody was a little bit shocked. They didn't hate the contract, but I'm sure not a lot of people loved it, especially because, yeah. you know, during that time, we weren't that good. We needed goals. We needed size. You know what I mean. So to his defense, I'll say that. But, yeah, looks pretty stupid now. Yeah, he's a speedy <laughs> grinder with uh, scoring ability and uh, great penalty kill skill. Yeah. So th- this one, I, th- th- it came today, actually, and I had another one, really? but I'm just going to do this one. This is, this one. What? Yeah, I wasn't on Twitter much today, so. <laughs> so Sportsnet. It was from Sportsnet. Jesus. Hockey Central at noon. Okay. Bunch of plugs. Leafs defenseman Jake Gardner isn't ready to put himself in with Drew Doughty and Eric Carlson in the 2019 free agent class. Well, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> 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 Like, are you serious right now? <laughs> Is this something that needs to be said? Yeah. Like, come on. Is this something that needs to be said? No. <laughs> oh, man, Toronto media. Oh, if Gotta it's not that, it. if it's not something about Austin Matthews, you know, Austin Matthews visited the hot dog stand. Austin Matthews did this. Austin Matthews just got yeah. new hair gel. Austin Matthews might be better than Lemieux. Austin Matthews is the next great. Like, if it isn't that, Settle it's something down. stupid like this. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I see so, so many I people. thought that was hilarious. I had to double take that. Like, I had to read it four times just to make sure, like, I wasn't reading it wrong. Yeah, I read it right. But you you looked at it at all different <laughs> angles, and it was still stupid. Yeah, well, I flipped the phone and still I stupid. did everything. I printed it out on paper, like it's still <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, terrible. W- what are you doing? <laughs> all right, moving on. Moving on. The Winnipeg Jets. Whoa, are these guys for real? Yeah, they for real, man. No, I li- I like them a lot, actually. Uh, they're a good young team with the likes of guys. Oh my God, I can't speak today. With the likes of guys like Lane, Shifley, Little. That's your offensive corp. Uh, Morrissey, Myers, Big Buff, Truba. Those are your D. Like the only issue with this team, in my eyes, and unfortunately, well, fortunately for them, it hasn't been an issue. Is mm-hmm. is the goaltending, right? Yeah. Um, Halbuck. He's been solid. You're getting good goaltending with him. He's posted uh, 15 wins, two losses, three overtime losses, 2.31 goals against average, and uh, 9.25 save percentage. Like, can't really ask for much more. Um, if he remains steady and consistent, I think I think they can they can do well in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, 
<clears throat> I like this team from the beginning yeah. of the season. I was a little bit shocked when they got off to that bad start. You know, this team has, I think, the perfect balance of size and speed because they're big, but they can also play yeah, fast. Yeah, for sure. Um, but they're good down the middle, like you said. Uh, Shifley, you know, led by Shifley and Little, right? And they even have some wingers like Matthias and Perot and stuff like that who, who yeah. can play both, right? So that that's always a good thing. That's a good thing to have. And then the young guys, Ehlers, Lane, Armia, uh, and like you said, the blue line, Truba, Bufflin, Tanev, Myers, Kulikov. I mean, on paper, the guys are just stacked. Yeah. And of course, that was always a question. And I was never sold on Steve Mason. Steve Mason has never been good. He never lived up to his potential, man. He's a good he, backup. He's been a bedwetter. He's been a bedwetter. I, I, I was sh- like shocked. But yes, Hellebuck, or Hellebuck was good. He's good right now. He's playing hot. Can he keep up? Keep this up. Can he be consistent? That's going to be the true question. But if he can, with all this talent, this can be a very dangerous team. Yeah. I, I think that they're for real. That's my answer. For real. And if something happens, we can trade Lindgren for Shifley. I mean, if, <laughs> if they need a goalie, right? So it is hey, what it is. Right? Yeah. There's, There's your center. Phone line's open. Ring, ring. I don't need that hotline bling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so revisiting that tr- three-way trade. Three-way. <laughs> Did Otto, what the <laughs> hell was that? <laughs> Serious? Listen, man. You three-way. Don't need, you, don't, you don't need sound effects. <laughs> uh, it's all from Gibby's mouth. <laughs> all right. Did Ottawa make a mistake, or did their problems run deeper than the trade? I said it from the beginning. I think Ottawa, they overpaid for Duchesne, man. To begin with, but uh, that's besides the point, okay? They traded Turris, who's doing really well in Nashville. Since being traded in his 11 games played, he has eight points, nothing to shake a stick at. Duchesne has two points in 11 games. I'm just comparing those two because those mm-hmm. were probably those were the two big names that moved. Yeah, yeah. Um, that alone right there shows you that Ottawa overpaid. Like, they gave up a guy who's doing better than Duchesne. Um Duchesne is also a free, an unrestricted free agent at the end. No, at the end of next year. Yeah, right? yeah he's still got term. Um, so he's not guaranteed to come back. And you paid all that money, all that value for him. They made a trade to try and improve their struggles, but clearly it's not working. So the underlying issue right now, in my opinion, and it, it goes back to the whole Schlemko thing. One D man can make a huge difference for your team. Mm-hmm. Right now, Carlson, he's not himself. He's not playing. He's there, but he's not, he's not playing, playing like, like Carlson, right? Maybe and he needs uh, a Carey Price fishing trip. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, that's probably what he needs. <laughs> yeah, and it's real. It's showing in in their offense. Like he's basically he's he's not basically he is. He's the quarterback to their offense, right? And with him struggling, the entire team suffers evidently. And even that, like Craig Anderson, hasn't really been that good. No, goaltending has been an issue there. Yeah, as well. like yeah. he he's posted a three point zero six goals against and. An eight nine five save percentage. Yeah, it's not terrible. good enough. Not good enough. Their whole team's struggling from goaltending to offense and lack of production from Carlson, who's their pivotal piece, right? Hey, if they need a goalie, we have Lindgren. You know, <laughs> just give us Carlson, right? Or yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> or Mark Stone. I'll take Mark Stone. Or yeah, Duchesne. I'll take anybody. Duchesne. No. I'm, no. I'm, okay, I'm listen. Not so I don't like him. Okay, that but much. listen. No, he's a good player. And look, I, I was based on the numbers. Okay, I seen Berkshire. Toward, uh, tweet out, tweet out, tweet out some, some numbers and some charts and stuff like that. Um, 
the struggles of the Sens have nothing to do with Duchesne because, yeah. listen, he hasn't put up much points, but he's actually creating at a higher rate, like creating chances like and higher, higher at a higher rate chances? than his teammates. Yeah. Okay. Right. So the Senator's problem is not Duchesne. He's no. he's he's coming as advertised. It's a team struggle. Okay. But then again, some players are suited better for certain teams. Mm-hmm. And it looks like right now, Kyle Turris and Nashville are the short-term winners. Uh, yeah. Colorado and Joe Sackick, they pass go. They collect 200 bucks. You know what I mean? We're just, <laughs> yeah. They're waiting on the other side. Thanks, bud. We still can't. We'll see you guys in a yeah. couple of years. Eh? Yeah, so we don't know what's going on with them. But, um, yeah, it looks like this, we're going to revisit this eventually, of course. But right now, short-term winners, just because of team success, is you know Nashville. But yeah. it, things could swap. You know, uh, Duchesne could have a hot month and Torres could have a cold month. I still think that if you look at the numbers, that – Duchesne is 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 playing well, just the team isn't. His his and the points aren't being there. But yeah, he, it's not he, like he's been ass. It's just he hasn't been the producing. Team, the team hasn't been playing. Yeah, and if whole, you're not getting goaltending, if you're not getting Eric Carlson being Eric Carlson, and and the problem is was when Eric Carlson is Eric Carlson, his offensive production is outweighing his defensive mistakes. Yeah, and that's not happening right now. And he's making a lot more defensive mistakes. Mm-hmm. So that's the issue. So I, I still think it's going to be okay. I think they're going to be happy with Duchesne. I don't think it was a, it's a bust. I can't say that yet. No. But when Carlson finds his game, especially it when, when it's going to happen, he's going to find his game, they're going to be good. They're going to be Watch good. out. But they might be burying themselves too deep before they can fix it. So yeah, it is what it is. It's pro sports. I don't care. I don't care. I don't really care. I hope as they fail. As long as the Habs make playoffs, <laughs> exactly. Ottawa can I hope jump off a cliff. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I, I hope they fail. <laughs> Fail for now. All right. Uh, you know what time it is now? What time is it? Gibby of facts. <laughs> okay. It is facts. It is But facts. I only have two. Oh, good job. I, I'm proud I of cut you. it down a little bit. I'm proud of you. Because I'm running out of options on those 55 <laughs> yeah, strange you options. You can't run Strange out. facts, 55. I'm running out. I'm on like 38. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, okay. So here we go. Gibby of facts. Originally, the Stanley Cup was seven inches tall. Mm. Today, it is nearly three feet tall. Whoa. Crazy, eh? Not a shower, but a grower. Yeah. <laughs> and the first million-dollar contract went to, do you have any guesses? The first million dollar? Yeah, in the in NHL. The NHL? Oh, yeah. man, I don't know. That's, a good, that's tough. Bobby Orr. Okay. At uh, five years, $200,000 per year. Mm. The guy was rich. So, yeah, that's wow. the first million-dollar contract in wow. the NHL. Crazy, wow. eh? That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Very man. Very good. I like it. Keeping it hockey, too. Yeah, I kept it hockey this time. <laughs> good job. Proud of you. Thanks. <clears throat> All right. Moving on now. It's the news. Okay, of course, we're going to start off with some Habs news. Paul Byron, of course you all know, scored his first hat trick against Detroit. Yeah. Only two hats, though, on the ice. <laughs> and an octopus. <laughs> like, uh, not good enough. Not good enough. Let's is, go. Man. Pick it up. Pick it up here. Uh, Carey Price, NHL's second star of the week. Boom. I think Chris Russell's game-winning goal the other night won him the first star. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, this one's a little sad. Mike McCarron's night was cut short, and he was cut deep. He was yeah. cut in the ear with a stick. Sources say that they seen his ear hanging. Uh, so Mike, if you can hear me, uh, <laughs> I wish terrible. you, I wish you a quick recovery. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, 
<laughs> I know that's not a joke. Uh, Oilers claim Brandon Davison off waivers. Good luck, Brandon. You know, what a journey this kid has had. There's no joke there. I just, yeah. good luck to him. You know, this poor guy. I hope he finds his game. I, yeah. I, I actually thought that he was pretty good here. I, didn't, I liked I didn't, him. I didn't see uh, what the coach seen. I thought that, he, yeah, he made some mistakes, but so did everybody. I thought he, there was a spot for him, but whatever. It is what it is. Good luck to Brandon. Matt Molson. Jesus. Clears waivers. Wow, <laughs> man. I'm surprised the Habs didn't scoop him up. No. Right? Nah, actually, never mind. We already have one completely useless Molson part of the organization, don't we? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shots fired. Jesus Christ. No, no, no. I joke. I joke. Uh, rumors of Wayne <laughs> Simmons back on the trading block. Gibby. Hey. <laughs> what's up, Gibby guys? Gibby sources had this floating guys, around guys. for the last two seasons. Guys. Is it finally happening? Listen, okay. Let me tell you something, okay? A rumor... Is not a confirmed thing. Just because it's a rumor <laughs> that he's going to be traded, it doesn't mean that he's going to be traded. But my sources and I are we're like miles and light years ahead of everybody, so we know that he's going to yeah, get traded. Yeah, y- your sources are uh, <clears throat> Ec- <laughs> what's his name? Eklund. Eklund. No, <laughs> okay. And you know what? Now that you E-K. actually, <laughs> now that you actually said that, it kind of makes sense because I think he got up to the first line. Last game, mm. so maybe they're, they're trying showcase. to showcase. No, him I on heard, the first I, line. no, the rumors are true, but there's been rumors of that for so long. Yeah, Edmonton Oilers owner Daryl Katz purchased the most expensive house sold in the history of Los Angeles real estate, according wow. to TMZ Sports. The billionaire reportedly spent 120 million on the 20,000 square foot, six acre Malibu estate. Wow. So I guess not everything is bad with the Oilers, is it now? Sounds like my cottage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. GM Jerry Reese and Ben McAdoo of the NY Giants got fired after Ben McAdoo boldly benches Eli Manning for Geno Smith. Terrible. Thus ending Manning's 210 consecutive starting streak. Yeah. Talk about digging your own grave. Terrible there. Uh, <clears throat> this one is still in football. Pretty funny. Rex Ryan comes out and says, Geno Smith is a nice guy and all, but wouldn't want Geno Smith as his quarterback. <laughs> Geno Smith fires back and says, in 2013, they saved Rex Ryan's job. Uh, he included himself in that, so I'm thinking he would probably pick up the footballs after practice or something <laughs> like that. But uh, uh, anyway, in the end, he ultimately calls uh, Rex Ryan, uh, a.k.a. Sexy Rexy, a coward. So, yeah. Whatever. Um Leangelo Ball, back in the news, of course. He says that, uh, or sorry, LeVar Ball says Leangelo Ball won't return to UCLA. He pulled him out of the school after the school suspended him for the shoplifting incident. LeVar says, I'm going to make him way better for the draft than UCLA could ever do. Ball added. (laughs) All four (laughs) points that he had. Oh, man. No, that that was a joke, man. Did he only have four points? No man, he like I think in his NBA career, I think he averaged like four. No, points. no, Leangelo's the the son. I know. I'm talking about Lavar, but oh, like I'm LeVar. saying, Lavar uh, says he's gonna make him better. Yeah, but it's okay, like, yeah, dude, come on. <laughs> that one flew right over my head. And yeah. last but not least, the Don Cherry <laughs> of baseball, oh, Greg so. Morning Roast douchebag Zahn <laughs> was canned. For alleged sexual harassment, was it? In the workplace, right? Yeah, well, he, he pretty much confirmed. I, I tweeted about it. Yeah, like, his apology. I mean, good on him. His apology was pretty, it, it looked heartfelt, and he didn't, like, try to beat around the bush, give any excuses. He took for, he took the, the rap, and he's like, listen, 
I messed up. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna do better for myself and. Yeah, I don't know. I I respect him for doing that. I don't like him. I think he's a douche. Like, yeah, like listen, a lot of people were relieved by the news. I didn't mind Zon, but he definitely has that douchey aura to him. You know, he always yeah. had that. What so I'm turned, not surprised. What turned me off about him and like completely like I was just like you're such an idiot. Um, when he commented on a Rod, the whole a Rod scandal with steroids, and like he he bashed a Rod, and I'm like, dude, you got suspended for taking steroids, like. <laughs> Are you stupid? Like, yeah. do you remember what you did? Like, are you, did you get bumped on the head? Like, what's the deal? I don't know. Weirdo. Yeah. All right. So, uh, that's the news. Yeah. That's, that's it for the news. That's it for the news. And you know what time it is now, right, Gibbs? What time is it? Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly. Yes, Gibbs. You did well. Yeah. You know what time it is now, Gibbs? What time is it? What time is it, Lewis? <laughs> there you go. Next week you can you can yeah, introduce listen, that one. I'm slowly building her up, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Nah, you did you did better. All right. We both went one and one. Yeah, we both went one and one. Yep. Um uh, I, I took I, Boston. Anybody there? What? Okay. Hello. Um uh, so I took Boston against Philly on Saturday. I took them to I predicted three one. They ended up winning three nothing. Unfortunately, I was one goal off. I'm always like one or two goals off, man. Fuck. Yeah, it happens, right? Uh, Toronto versus Vancouver on Saturday, way off. I, I guessed 5-3. Uh, Vancouver won. I guessed Toronto 5-3. Vancouver won 2-1. 11-5 on the season, guys. Um, my new picks, Washington versus Chicago on Wednesday. I'm taking Washington 4-2. And then the New York Islanders versus Boston on Saturday. I'm taking the New York Islanders 3-2 in shootout. Okay, so recap that. Are you okay? Or were you paying attention? No, sorry. I, I zoned out. What is it? Okay. Washington <laughs> versus Chicago on Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, Wednesday. Wow. You're choosing a Wednesday. Game. Okay. Well, yeah, because we're playing Tuesday, right? Yeah. We're recording Tuesday, so I can do it. Um, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not breaking the rules. I know. I didn't say I was. Uh, Washington. I'm predicting Washington 4-2. Um, and then the Islanders versus Boston Saturday. I'm taking Islanders 3-2 and shootout. Okay, cool. And that, that helps us. We need Boston to lose. Okay, so exactly. for me, I chose Vegas to beat Winnipeg 4-3 to three mm-hmm. in overtime. For the extra points, uh, they lost 7-4. <laughs> so, hey, Vegas held their end of the bargain. They got four, but yeah, uh, Winnipeg got seven. Gave up too much. <laughs> uh, I chose Calgary and Edmonton 5-3. to three. They, uh, they won 7-5. So... Two goals off, but they won by two. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, one and one, not bad. So I'm going with uh, Winnipeg versus Tampa. I believe that game is Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking uh, Winnipeg to, or uh, sorry, Tampa to win four to three. Okay, over the peg, and then Vegas Nashville. You like Vegas, eh? No, I'm taking Nashville to win five three. Subban's brothers square off <laughs> in that one. Yeah, okay. Malcolm against PK, and I feel like PK is going to win. PK crashes the Older net. Older brother. K- PK crashes the net. Skate to the <laughs> <Yeah>. neck. No. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Come on. Come, Come on, on now. Come on, man. Okay. So now top five in our contest. Oh, update. Yes, the update. So I'm going to give you the top five. Two people are tied for third. So right now, Krista Jenkins is in first with 51 points. Uh, I'll tell you her players. Uh, I'm just going to only tell you the first place players, which is she's got Chucky, Galley, and Patches, Krista Jenkins. So okay. congrats, Krista. Uh, two, Robert Brown, who's got 48 points. Jeff Demeek, 
He's got 47 points. Steve Kudo's got 47 points, so they're tied for third. And fourth, which is actually fifth, is John Aguilar. He's got 44 points. So it's a tight race. Yeah. And uh, before the Christmas break, so there's only a couple more, a few more games left, and then we will announce the winner if it is tied at that point. Then we'll let it. We'll probably go one more week after the break. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what I'm gonna need from you guys is to uh, DM us your jersey selection because we'd like to have it. So as soon as there's a winner, we can order it right away for you. Yeah, cool. And then um, and size and all that. You know, just yeah. your your exactly everything. the whole jersey selection. Uh, don't forget follow at NHL Podcasts for the best NHL podcasts out there. And some news, Lewis and Gibby will be joining the All Habs team. Boom. More information to follow. For now, though, give at Rocket Sports and at All Habs on Twitter a follow. Yes. So it's at Rocket Sports and at All Habs. Give them a follow. A lot of cool content. A couple other podcasts. Uh, it's beautiful. You know it what is. I mean? A lot of good stuff out there. And uh, we're happy to uh, join the team. Join the team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I didn't think anybody wanted me on their team. No, I'm always picked last. Yeah. <laughs> I was always the odd man out. <laughs> but we found each other. Aww. Signing off, Lewis and Gibby. Peace out, guys. <laughs> See y'all later. Go, go, go.